Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And I'm here, of course, with Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. How's it going? All right? It is going awesome because I'm so excited about our guest today. I can't believe she hasn't been on the show yet. I know. We have someone who is fantastic, a cause leader, guru, mentor, everything. (laughs) We have Molly Ray, who is president of Four Momentum, an Atlanta-based cause marketing agency. Hey, Molly, what's happening? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. No, our pleasure. How's things in Hotlanta today? Well, things are um, not real hot. It's pretty cold yeah. here, but things are great. Lots of great like, activities going on down here. Was it like in the 60s or something? <laughs> yeah, we're way down into the 60s and dipping into the 50s even. <laughs> oh, burr. Oh, burr. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of sympathy coming from this end of the, of the microphone, Molly. I know. I don't like <laughs> I had to put on a jacket. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? I'll tell you. Jeez. It was 20 last night here in Boston. So it, oh, it's, it's getting cold. It's getting cold already. Hey, Molly, it is so exciting to have you on, though. You have been such a wonderful person for so many years, not only to Megan and I, but to cause marketing in general. Let me start by asking you, how the heck did you get into this crazy field anyway? <laughs> That's a great question. I tell you, it's it's been a very long uh, long time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end up showing my age when I answer mm. this. But I actually have been involved in cause marketing since almost the birth of of it, way back with the Statue of Liberty campaign. Wow. I, um, my almost. I'm, I'm not far behind there. Uh, my first official entree was in 1988, and I was hired to work um, at the Arthritis Foundation, who is headquartered here in Atlanta, and was specifically hired because um, they wanted someone with an advertising background because they were trying this newfangled thing called cause marketing, <laughs> where they wanted to talk to the advertising departments and marketing departments of companies. And so I was lucky enough to jump into the boat on an advertising. Uh, ticket and have just loved being here ever since. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, before we get going, too, I should mention our partners for today. Molly, we've got some great people supporting this show, including SelfishGiving.com and Cause Marketing Forum. But the one I really want to mention is One Billion Shirts. These folks design custom shirts, and with every shirt you buy, they donate 25 cents to charity. So check them out at OneBillionShirts.org. Molly, In addition to being in the field, though, one of the things that you do so great is educating newbies, beginners, whether they be at companies or nonprofits, about what cause marketing is. How do you do that, and what do you think you should focus on at the beginning? Uh, well, you know, I have, to, I have to confess that the teaching of cause marketing is one of my favorite parts and one of the parts that really keeps me engaged. And I enjoy um, teaching and, and leading workshops on the subject, and I get to meet mm-hmm. so many great people. I think that um, one thing that I have found is that a lot of folks who are just now getting into the cause marketing arena are starting to hear some of the buzzwords. They need to first understand the lexicon, if you will, mm-hmm. the te- terminology of, of the topic, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of misunderstanding that takes place um, around the term cause marketing and, you know, Mm. what does it really fully uh, entail? My personal definition is more along the cause alliances end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. When when companies are working effectively with nonprofits on all sorts of activities, not just a percentage of sales uh, transaction. So um, I don't know. Does that answer what you're looking for? 
Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Megan? What do you have for questions for Molly? Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take this opportunity to jump in and just give a little plug for Molly and something that we're doing with Molly, which is a Cause Marketing 101 webinar. And we're taking advantage of the fact that Molly is such a fantastic educator and has all this great experience. So she'll be doing two webinars, one for businesses and one for nonprofits both called Cause Marketing 101 on mm -hmm. November 21st. So we'll put more information about that in the show notes. But I, I guess there's a lot to learn as far as lexicon goes with Cause Marketing, Molly, but also what are people struggling with when they, what are the common mistakes you see when people enter into or are trying to enter into a Cause Marketing relationship on either side? Um, I think that what, what I find the most, and, and you might be surprised with this answer, um, or maybe some of the listeners will be a little surprised when I say this, but I think the number one issue that comes up, whether I'm co consulting with a nonprofit or if I'm coaching a corporation, the biggest issue is a lack of resources. And mm -hmm. I think that nonprofits typically think that corporations have very, very deep resources, which mm -hmm. unfortunately is just not the case. I think many of the corporate listeners out there can understand that. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the biggest struggles is really setting aside the appropriate financial but also human resources to make mm. sure that you can bring the partnership to life. Yeah. I think a huge mistake is not really taking advantage of all of the different assets that each partner has sitting right there. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel. I think you need to look at what you are currently planning and find mm -hmm. ways to leverage that and bring it forward through your cause activity. Yeah. No, I think I think that's absolutely key. And, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about, too, Molly, is one of the things I, I, I when I look at nonprofits and I see them doing cause marketing programs, sometimes I break them down into two groups. And there's groups that already have partners. And as all of us know, when you have a corporate partner, that makes everything easier because you have someone immediately that you can do a program with and work with, and you may already have a relationship with that people. So there's a lot of trust there. But one of the things that I wonder, Molly, is what about the nonprofit that doesn't have a company partner, that doesn't say, you know, I don't work with anyone right now, but I want to work with someone. What do you suggest for first steps to recruit someone? Uh, that's a great question, and it really um, it gives me a chance to say something that I think is really important. I, I hear from nonprofits all the time that feel you know such a lack of confidence in being able mm -hmm. to put together corporate partnerships because they say just what you said, we don't have a mm -hmm. corporate corp partner, or they yeah. say our board members really don't sit on any big corporate boards or have any connections, so they feel that yep. there's this sense of doom. Yep. You know, the thing about cause marketing or cause alliances is is that it is not a philanthropic ask. It's an ask based on mutual marketing benefits. Yep. And so what, what nonprofits really need to understand is how to go after a business-to-business -business type of discussion as mm. opposed to a, a, a request or a philanthropic donation. Yep. And so we have found, you know, we, we do this work all the time at For Momentum, mm -hmm. my company, and we have found a really high success rate in cold calling, but what I like to call strategic cold calling, yep. where you are doing your due diligence and finding out who the decision makers are around a common business activity or mm -hmm. marketing platform and then you know suddenly that cold call isn't really cold it's sort of warm and then you have to work mm -hmm. the lead from there Mm -hmm. Well, and, and for those of you who attended Cause Marketing Forum in 2012, you saw Molly get up and do this in front of 500 people <laughs> with this little contest that we called the perfect pitch. And she won the perfect pitch yeah. because yep. she was the only contestant that had done some 
homework on this fictitious company and presented some examples of what their competitors were doing, which I thought was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So in, in addition to figuring out what people are currently doing, showing that competitive analysis is really important too. Is that something you do on an ongoing basis when you're cold calling, Molly? Is that one of the strategies? Absolutely. I mean, that is a key essential first step that we always do before picking up the phone. We do our due diligence on, you know, the corporate web page. We do our due diligence on LinkedIn to see, you know, the path of that person, where they've worked mm -hmm. before, who their connections include. Mm. We look at their we look at their competitive landscape. I mean, one of the most successful things you can do is go after a company whose competitor is very active in cause and right. demonstrate how you can help you know, your prospect really shine in this particular aspect of marketing. Because Isn't clearly that, they know that's happening, right? They're watching their competitors too. They know that they probably know they're doing this. So when you, yeah. when you reference well, you know, that. In many ways too, uh, you two, it, it's one of the most valuable things in approaching a company is to have their main competitors so heavily involved in cause because then the case is already made to them. You know, yeah. so often it's that you know, those businesses sometimes that don't feel like anyone else is doing cause. So they say, well, if someone else isn't doing it, why should I be doing it? Of course, these days, everyone is doing it. Yeah. That's, a, well, that's, that's, a, that's a tough nut to crack sometimes, I think. Yeah. Well, which well, look, leads... You know, the, the, you know this, this last week, you know, we had the announcement from Amazon, which has been perceived as the, the scrooge of corporate giving, that they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're beginning this huge initiative, Amazon Smiles, which will have five cents of every dollar spent on that site going to charities. I mean, that's just a huge move for cause marketing. Mm. Absolutely. Go ahead, Megan. Sorry. I was just going to ask to that point, and when you have a concept like cause marketing that is becoming more widely accepted in the marketplace, wh how are people starting to differentiate or wanting to differentiate themselves? What are you, what requests are you getting from your clients as far as, you know, we want to do, we want to continue these cause initiatives or do these cause initiatives, but it's really important to us to have this twist to it. Mm. What, what are you hearing? Yeah, you know, I, I have to tell you, I think that there is a trend that is, is coming across loud and clear that is impacting both the corporate side and the nonprofit side of the cause marketing um, discussion. And, uh, and I had this reinforced, I had this notion, and then I had it reinforced very loud and clear at the cause marketing forum, the mm -hmm. nonprofit leadership summit. And um, we had about 40 nonprofit leaders from across the country, and I was facilitating a discussion of what trends they're seeing. And by and large, they are seeing more and more that corporations don't just want to know the traditional measures of impact, like how many impressions and how many times is their logo going to be seen and, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, you know, percentage of sales and things like that. But they truly want to know what difference they're making in, in, in mission impact. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, um, you know, they want to be able to, to tell the story, if you will, of what their cause support is accomplishing in a mission-related perspective. And I think this really, you know, bears out what we see in all of the consumer research about, you know, consumers wanting to support companies that are doing good work and so on and so forth. So I think the big trend is towards um, figuring out a, a way to deliver and measure and report the true impact of the partnership, not just mm. a surface six-week promotional message. Yeah. 
No, I think that, you know, and I think, too, when we look at what consumers are looking for out of companies, too, um, Molly and Megan, is they are really looking for that long-term impact statement from companies that they really are going to show that they make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting to me. So let me ask just a clarifying question there, because, you know, we're talking a little bit about measurement. We're talking about showing the impact versus just the surface level metrics, if you will. But are they, you know, there's sort of simultaneously, there's this push toward storytelling and, and showing the impact on a more personal level. So are you are you hearing and sensing that people are wanting those stories or or are they wanting a deeper level of that impact? Like, is it either or? Is it both? What's what are you hearing? I'm hearing both. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, um, you know, that's another huge trend, of course, is storytelling. And we learned a lot about that, you know, this year at the Cause Marketing Forum and other and other topics. But um, I think that the important thing is to first and foremost demonstrate that the cause activities are actually resulting in mission-related benefit. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think that um, the savvy nonprofit is going to be able to demonstrate that in terms of overall impact to the organization, and the even more savvy nonprofit will be able to put a face to it by demonstrating the personal impact on a couple of constituents. Right. And um, I will give a shout out to an organization that I think is doing a really great job with this, which is Share Our Strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they we help them with evaluation to demonstrate their overall outreach, but then they also did an infographic for their mm-hmm. clients to show them, um, you know, in the great infographic style, um, you know, the corporation's uh, impact on their mission through the various partnership activities that they that they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting with Share Our Strength, too, is they come at it from so many angles in terms of, you know, they're awesome content creators in terms of telling their stories in a variety of ways. And, you know, they're not afraid to take a stand on an issue, what they believe in, they feel very passionate about, and it comes through in everything they do. Mm-hmm. What about from the company side, Molly? What sorts of things are you starting to hear more from them? And, um, you know, kind of what are some of the trends that are that are important to companies that you're hearing? You know, in addition to, to wanting this impact piece, from a marketing perspective, are they talking about gaming? Are they talking about digital? Are they looking more at integrating their initiatives across the whole company? I mean, what, what sense are you getting from the business side of, of things that are important to them? Well, I, I will tell you that, um, you know, I, I am seeing an, an increased um, goal towards social media presence among my corporate clients and among mm-hmm. the prospects, the corporate prospects that we talk to on behalf of our nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So I think that more and more companies, and this is, you know, this is nothing earth shattering, but more and more companies are looking to expand their social media presence and, you know, not just the number of likes, but again, you know, Mm. the, the, the deeper impact. And so I think I'm coaching my nonprofits to, to really flex their social media muscle, if you will, and demonstrate to the corporate partners how they can help expand that social media goal. And this is, you know, 
I've been doing this for a very long time. I feel you know, a little long in the tooth here, but I've given the same advice over the, the decades to to my nonprofit clients. Where whatever the corporate goal is at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and and at this moment it tends to be social media. There's a lot of that out there, but the corporate the the nonprofit partner needs to understand that they are one type of marketing in a very big marketing toolbox that a corporation right. has to leverage, yep. mm-hmm. and so. So you have to be able to to play in that in that realm where you are demonstrating your relevance in mm-hmm. the areas that are important to a corporation at that particular moment in time. This moment mm-hmm. in time is largely, you know, um, social media storytelling impact mm-hmm. all of those topics. Yeah, and I would add to that too, Molly, uh, mobile technology, because I think social media and mobile is so strongly connected when, you know, these days you have almost 90% of people looking at their Facebook updates on their phone um, as opposed to a desktop. I mean, those things are just so related. And I think the nonprofit that can make that case to a corporate partner that not only can they communicate with people online, they can engage with people in social media, but they can do it through a variety of platforms, including mobile. That's a very compelling case, I think. For a nonprofit, and the thing that happens, Joe, just to you know, just to kind of pull the conversation through back to something Megan asked me earlier, which is, what are some of the challenges that I'm seeing? You know, those ridiculous silos still exist internally, both in the nonprofit mm-hmm. and the corporate environment. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes you're talking to someone in community relations or HR or or brand marketing, and they aren't fully integrated with their own you know, fellow departments (laughs) to realize how to bring those very two important parts to goal, you know, two important parts together towards a mutual goal. And that age old silo issue is still a, 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 you know, relevant issue. You had mentioned Share Our Strength as a shining example of a nonprofit that's, that's doing these types of activities well. What about on the corporate side? Who do you look to and you say, wow, they really have their act together and they're really doing these things right? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I will tell you that when I'm when I'm teaching, when I'm trying to full when I'm trying to show um, corporations that are participating, you know, well on the full gamut of cause alliance opportunities, mm-hmm. one that I always use in my case study teaching is Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they do a great job of some of the traditional, um, you know customer level activations mm-hmm. um, and Joe you're you know you always have your finger on the pulse of the very latest um, trends and Megan mm-hmm. you with your cause update so I'm speaking more historically and more bigger yeah. longer term picture as opposed to anything I've seen just recently yeah. but you know yeah. but Home Depot as an example has a corporate foundation mm-hmm. so, so they have the philanthropic giving but in addition to that they do activate in store they activate with consumer right they activate mm-hmm. at register they yep. activate they, um, through special product lines that they developed, like a, I remember they did an initiative with a safety kit uh, mm-hmm. benefiting Red Cross, where it was a combination of act- of, of products that you need in, in the event mm-hmm. of an emergency. Mm-hmm. And they have Team Depot, which is their employee um, volunteerism component. And that's something we haven't spoken about. A really important part of cost marketing and a big, huge trend that I'm seeing a lot is wanting to involve internal audiences mm-hmm. as yeah. much as external audiences. And so I yep. think, again, they've done a great job. Yeah, another key. Uh, and, you know, one of the things, too, Home Depot, I remember a few years ago, it was a program I don't think that it eventually did very well for them. But they think, think they were doing something with the National 
Audubon Society, where they were having special sections of their stores dedicated to bird feeders, bird seeds, and stuff like that, and branded with the Audubon name. And they had workshops and stuff like that. And they got a fair response to it. But what I like about Home Depot, too, is they're willing to try new things like that. Uh, because I think branded sections within so stores to support good causes is a, you know, is something that we're going to see more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good so You know, I look at too, Megan, I look at Chili's in St. Jude. I mean, the type of long-term commitment that Chili's has made to St. Jude yeah. and the way they support St. Jude through the course of the year with pinups and uh, donate profits days. They, they've done QR code programs. I mean, they've done a lot of different things. And I think moving forward, I think this is what consumers are looking for is that they want companies to really go narrow and deep and support a few causes, but do it really well and make it difference and you don't only have to go to St. Jude's Hospital and check out the the Chili's ward <laughs> that they have there. <laughs> no, just how much uh, Chili's is making a difference there. Yeah, back from my is. back from my old advertising days when I worked for Young and Rubicam in the media department, you know, we always said that, you know, it takes seven impressions to get a message across to an average consumer. Yep. So I think that's an area where um, it just made me think about it when you mentioned Chili's, Joe. It's like they've been doing this for so long and they're creating you know a history and a and a, and a you know a shared a yep. shared history and then they also promote it you know in all these different ways that you're talking about and it gives um, a chance for you know the the message to really penetrate and stick with the consumer and I think frequently when both nonprofits and corporations can be guilty of this they think that they put a six week promotion out there and they message about it and somebody sees it once they think they're going to remember but the yep. reality is you have to you know you have to generate a a, a platform, you know, in the consumer's mind that they can then build from. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard, you know, um, Molly, what you're saying about, you know, people have to see things seven times. I recently saw a report that your average millennial has to see things 27 times uh, before it's Okay. Well, again, so, showing my age, the seven yeah, no, but, times <laughs> before, before there were even mobile phones. So <laughs> now it does, that makes sense, but it's 20 plus times. Well, it just, well, it's because our attention spans are so much exactly. shorter. So many more messages competing us. I think that's what it is, too, is we just have so many more messages now from people. So I think that's that's really important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we are lucky that we have had the opportunity to speak with cause marketing expert Molly Ray. And I'd also like to just remind you that she will be doing a very free webinar on November 21st. If you're a nonprofit, there's one called Cause Marketing 101 for Nonprofits. If you're a business person, there's one for business people as well. And we will put a link to the show notes. You can also find more information about that at causemarketingforum.com. Molly, where can people find out more about you and about Forum Momentum and your great blog and your great Twitter handle if they would like oh, to do that? Thank you for the thank you for the shout out. Yeah, formomentum.com, that's F O R and then the word momentum M O M E N T U M.com. And we do have a very active blog and we we blog on a wide variety of cause types of topics. You can also sign up for um, a monthly outbound blast instead mm -hmm. of having to come to our site to to read those. We'll send them out to you once a month and we also provide a number of other resources in our um, resources page that are for free and downloadable. So I hope that they are good value to your listeners. Excellent. Thanks, Molly. Yeah. 
And Joe, how about you? Where can people find you? Well, I wanted to say that, you know, the, the, the Twitter handle that Full Momentum has is an invaluable resource of cause information. And folks, really sign up for the email newsletter. Not only do I write for it once a month, uh, <laughs> but it's just a tremendous resource and great information. It's one of the best in the industry, as a matter of fact. Um, in terms of where people can find me, they can find me on my blog, of course, at SelfishGiving.com. They can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. And make sure to visit my cause marketing Pinterest sports at pinterest.com front slash joe waters and of course megan i want to thank our sponsors selfishgiving.com cause marketing forum and one billion shirts.com and uh, go there now check out some of the custom shirts they do for nonprofits and businesses 25 cents from every shirt goes to good causes what about you megan where can we find you I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF, and also run the blog over there called CauseUpdate.com. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode, and we always welcome your comments. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. We will see you next time. Mm-hmm.